live in a wonderful evening with wonderful puppeteer. Welcome for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to, to meet you again. I get this interview this afternoon. So now in the evening, we have another talk with a puppeteer. So I'm, I'm so happy to connect with many, many people. And I want, before we go into the interview, have uh, everyone know that we have this Patreon also that we we do as the podcast and we do wonderful workshop. So I would just bring that in the screen. Boom! We have done this uh, workshop and it's you can have access if you are a Patreon member to all the replay of those past workshops. You are not in the live, but you will have access to this. And this was really interesting with Aaron from Pro Puppet Maker. It was the last one we have done in the beginning of October. And it was about character and how to build a character. So yeah, we have like plenty of good, good things with wonderful puppeteer who are like well known in the industry and also some people that we just love and we want to give them the room to share their knowledge. So it's really um, a community that we build with this puppet podcast and we want to connect internationally with many people so yeah have a look it's in the description and feel free to to share the interview you enjoy and feel free also to write question if you have some questions during the interview you want to ask or you want to just to say hi and say where you are watching right now it's always so interesting to see that we are connecting as a, a passionate community of puppetry. We are connected internationally. So let's let's go to the interview. So I have someone who I said have really a wonderful brand. I was discussing with him before. And I think everyone will enjoy to discover this talented storyteller. So please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, in the screen, Mr. Dalrymple McAlpin. Hello. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you with your wonderful also background of friend right there. Yeah, it's funny that you should use the word friends because when I'm carving puppets, I realize that I'm, I'm carving friends that I would like to have you know, all their different personalities and things they offer. I say, well, these, these are my friends. These are people I would be friends with in life, you know, and they are indeed friends. Yes, that, that's so cool to, to have also, you are a builder, you are a storyteller. I want you to introduce yourself for the community maybe who don't know you, who people who haven't checked, like me, your website with all of those funny aspects of your career. So yeah, please introduce yourself, Dalrymple. Hello, everybody. My name is Dalrymple McKelton. I am primarily a composer. My first love of the arts was music. And I approach puppetry through the medium of music. And what I'm doing with puppetry now is highly inspired by opera and um, the connection between opera and marionettes, creating a marionette opera. But in addition to that, I do storytelling. 
I write poetry, I write plays and have staged two plays, uh, one based on Irish mythology. My, my greatest literary love is um, Irish folklore, mythology, myths. I, it's my obsession really, Ireland. If you can see some of these books in the bookshelf in the back, it's primarily all books about Ireland. So uh, that, that is where my soul was born. My body was born in Michigan, but my soul was born in Ireland. And so the first play was, was based on Irish myths. The second play was based on the Sisters Wild, who, were, who lived next door to the Brothers Grimm. And actually one of these sisters married Wilhelm Grimm, Dorch and Wild. And this puppeteer, this, this, this beautiful crone, her name is Dorch and Wild uh, in honor of the woman who told the Brothers Grimm the story of Rumpelstiltskin and the Singing Bone and Cinderella amongst many other tales. So I wanted to write a play about these six sisters and dedicated it to them, in fact. Well, that's sort of a long introduction, I suppose. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's great. It's great to have, like, it's set the tone of the interview. You, you just bring yourself to, to the people. And I just want to let you know that we have someone watching us from Colombia. That's Columbia. cool, eh? Hello. <laughs> yeah. uh, so are you ready, Dalrymple, for the deep question of the Puppet Podcast? Oh, <laughs> the deep questions. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, you see. I but I, you know, I know we have to get to the meat of the matter, the bones. Yes, the marrow. Yeah. So you ask away, and we'll just see what comes out of my mouth. And I don't know, hopefully it'll be the right thing. It'll be something. Yes, yes, totally. So the first question is, why? Like, what makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish? First of all, I love the question. That's just a great first question. Why do you cherish the art of puppetry? Why? Why? Why are you so into puppets? You're a grown-up. That, that's <laughs> for kids. Is there something wrong with you? Hmm? <laughs> no, no, nothing at all wrong with us puppeteers. We just never stopped playing with our dolls and our toys. We had so much fun doing that when we were kids, we just couldn't put it down. But for me, puppetry is synonymous with magic. Mm. Magic tricks, card tricks, but real, real magic. And I cherish magic. Mm. And so, of course, I would cherish puppetry because puppetry is magic. It is a magical art form that is capable of transcending ages and all sorts of boundaries and upbringings. And it just transcends. Puppetry is magic and I cherish magic. Also the, the connection with, with the audience, with the puppet is so, the audience just loses themselves. More so than, you know, I, I communicate to an audience as a storyteller as a musician, uh, during plays, acting, you know, uh -huh. and they're, they're connecting with a human being, right? 
they see, okay, this is some guy up there doing his crazy thing. But then when I go away and you see some little puppet take the, take the stage and, and this becomes the point of connection. And there's a poetry of the motion, the rhythm that just is, is very beautiful. And you can get so intricate and subtle with it, not just this blam, 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 you know, these, you know, you can do this, this crazy like hand puppet shows, the punch and Judy stuff, you know, that kind of stuff is it, great, but you can also go very slow and hypnotize. And, and that's really beautiful. And, and kids of course are closer to that world than, than grownups are. Yeah. And so kids, just exposing kids to to all kinds of marionettes uh, in my local community here, for instance, who never would have been exposed to fully intricate carved puppets, you know, and they, and they come into my studio and I have hundreds of puppets from all over the world, you know, uh, quite a collection and, and you get these kids and they just wanna know everything. Well, what kind is that? What does that do? What's her name? If, what puppet is your favorite puppet? And can I, you know, and just seeing faces, it's, that is a thing to cherish. Yes, totally. I totally agree. And that's so true that kids have this curiosity that we never lose, I think, as puppeteer. We're still in deep interest about mo movement and all of this stuff. So I want to know about your crush. I always ask how and when your crush for puppetry happened. My crush for puppetry. That is a long tale. So get comfortable and have a warm cup of tea, I hope. And, and here we go. It was a long, long time ago it was. In the 1980s. <laughs> well, of course, you know, I, I grew up with Jim Henson. Everyone is, you know, is, is uh, referring to Jim Henson. He's the godfather for growing up in America. The Fraggle Rock, the Muppets, Sesame Street, Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, seeing all that stuff. But I saw it before I even really knew the word puppet. You know, I didn't really know that those were puppets. I just saw these characters and loved them. I was like, what? And I, and I was obsessed with Jim Henson and his beard. I loved his beard. And in fact, this fellow right here, you probably see with the beard. I think he came out a little, a little Jim Henson-y. I think I put a little <laughs> of Jim Henson's beard in there. Um, that's Herbert Fienvold, the Miller of the Rumpelstiltskin Opera, which I'm working on. Um, but there, there was three moments in life where this crush that you, I like how you say crush. <laughs> that this happened as a, as a kid, you know, I wasn't really into uh, Legos and, and those kinds of things. I didn't have that. I had action figures though. And I was uh -huh. playing with my action figures and doing voices for them and having these intricate long like stories I would enact for hours shut away in my room. My parents probably loved that. <laughs> He's just happy in there playing with his action figures for hours. <laughs> and so, I, you know, but again, I didn't realize that that was puppetry. But then as a teenager, um, I got introduced to this horror movie called Puppet Master. I don't know if anyone has mentioned this. 
Puppet Master horror movie. Yeah, too. you can write in the chat if you know this movie. People, you know this movie. It's it's now it's spawned into like ten movies, but it the first one came out in the late '80s, and the first three, um, I think the last, the third one came out like '93. But they were they're horror movies. They're kind of like B horror movies, and I have a soft spot for for B horror movies. I gotta say, and. Um, I was like a member of the company that produced Full Moon. I became a, it was full, had the Full Moon t-shirt. I was just obsessed. I bought all the Puppet Master puppets. And the story was really fascinating because it was about this puppeteer in Nazi Germany who was carving these puppets after his friends would be shot down or killed. He would take an, take an essence, their soul, and put it in a puppet. And they would be moving without strings but the puppets were just amazing. And I thought, wow, they, these puppets have, have souls and they're alive and these are his friends. And that really made a huge influence on me. And I was thinking, I want to become a puppet carver and have a puppet trunk. And, and I want to um, you know, tour with puppet shows all around the world. But then I, I got sidetracked by music um, mm. you know, af after that puppet crush number two <laughs> recorded a bunch of records and then i saw this film called o fortuna and it was a documentary about the german composer carl orff who is my favorite composer of all time and in this film there is a scene of marionettes enacting one of carl orff's operas der mond and i was so it, it hit me so hard, this footage of these marionettes singing this opera and done so intricately, it was, it was incredible. And I got in touch with the director of the film. I found out where he shot that scene, who this marionette troupe was. He told me it was in Germany. So I went to Germany, to Dusseldorf, to the Dusseldorf Marionetten Theater, met these people, met all the puppets and got to go backstage and had this had this whole puppetry world open up to me um, all over Germany, visiting different puppet theaters and then studying puppet carving in Prague at this school, Puppets in Prague in Czech Republic. And that's where I carved my first marionette, Rumpelstiltskin. He's just hanging back here right now, but he yeah. is alive. Um, he does, I think when puppeteers are talking about um, inanimate objects coming to life in their hands in, in this art. But to me, puppets are always animate. They are always alive. And any puppeteer, I think, will tell you the more you work with a puppet, a certain puppet, the more soul that that puppet has, the more of a spirit he has. Mm -hmm. And after 20, 30, 40 years, you pick up that puppet, you don't even have to think about it. Out comes the voice and out comes all the little movements and he's just doing his thing. And it's just second nature. And it's because you put a part of your soul in there. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you a story. Can I, can I do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Rumpelstiltskin was the first puppet I carved. I made him in Prague, but then I came home and I had to still I made new hands for him. I wanted bigger hands. I did this. And then I put on his eyebrows, that hair you see back there coming, his, his eyebrows. 
and I was the last thing. And I was home alone that night. And I put the eyebrows on and I looked at him and he became alive in that moment. And I was actually kind of scared. I had a, I had a fear run through me that he was gonna be walking around the house at night and coming into my room. And I didn't know what he was gonna do. And so I shut my bedroom door that night, which I would <laughs> normally leave open. And you'd hear about these old stories of, of puppet carvers and they're putting a part of their soul into their puppets. Yeah. And I thought, well, then I must be afraid of my own soul. But I think I got sidetracked on your question. <laughs> that was about the crush, but it's it's kind of funny to to, to drift to soul uh, puppetry and bring the soul into it. I think I, I get your your passion into the carving of puppets. So it's it's really really cool, and it's bring me the next one about the the path, like how. In your opinion, what would be the best field of study to become a puppeteer? In your I, think opinion? That, I think that's a really interesting question. The best field of study, I would say, would be the study of being a human being, or yeah. as the BFG would say, a human being. I don't <laughs> know if you've read that, the human being, you know, because, and to, You can't be a puppeteer unless you have a soul, right? Yeah. So I'm bringing it back to the soul, being in touch, having, having a spiritual connection, whatever that means to you, having some sort of spirituality uh, in your background, whether that be you practice meditation or just, a, just some sort of daily ritual that you observe. But I think... I, I, for myself, the spirituality that is imbued with the puppetry arts, it helps me a lot and it teaches mm. me, teaches me a lot of things. So, but of course, you know, you get the responses, you know, being a carpenter, if you want to go into carving puppets, uh, you know, woodworker. I was a woodworker years ago, making tables and different sorts of, chairs and you know in this furniture shop that probably helped mm -hmm. and being a storyteller being an actor is huge because you even though the audience well depends on what kind of puppeteering you're doing but from what i do typically the audience doesn't see me but you're still acting back there you are yeah. definitely you have to be in full character and sometimes it is the puppet who is manipulating you And that happened at uh, one of the first puppet shows I did. Um, there I was just doing my thing, pulling the strings, right? Yeah. And then this voice came out of me, but it wasn't me. It was him down there talking, and I didn't even really know what I was doing. I felt like that his soul went into me and mine went into him, and there was this circular energy going on between me and Rumpelstiltskin. It, it was really powerful. Yeah. So you would say maybe a bit of like 
like human being connection, like be spiritual a bit is a tool for a puppeteer. Yeah, yeah, I think that that helps a lot. When you're bringing something to life, you're an, in fact like a necromancer, you know, bringing something dead to life, like a puppet is both dead and alive at the same time. And having having a background in a magical practice, I think lends lends itself very well to the arts mm -hmm. of puppetry. Yes, totally. And it's bring me for your definition. The next question is, do you have your own definition when someone asks you, like, what is a puppet? How do you answer this? <laughs> what is a puppet? Yeah, yeah. You know, kids sometimes or family, you know. What, you, you do this, like, puppet thing? <laughs> How you you answer to that? Yeah, well, I think a puppet you know, there's lots of definitions, of course, but I think a puppet is anything and everything. The whole world is a puppet. The whole universe is a puppet. A puppet is infinite. It is the figure eight. It is the snake eating its own tail. It goes <laughs> on forever. Puppetry and puppets are the, exist upon the borderland between what is sacred and what is profane. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would yeah. say a puppet is a divine trickster. <laughs> yeah. I love they, that. The divinity and trickery, a divine trickster, is, is a puppet in a way. Yes. And uh, about you, I want to know um, your big purpose as a puppeteer. Like, do you have something you you see in the future, you say, I want to create this or solve this play that I want, I want to put together. Like, do you have your, your big vision of the future for your career? Well, I think my purpose as a puppeteer, and, and that's another great question. You have some really good ones, <laughs> I gotta say. And I would, I would answer that and I would say, that's not hard to answer. My mm. purpose is to inspire. I think that's what it boils down to. If you distill mm. it into one word, inspiration. I want to inspire people to shake them up, to stir the cauldron of their belly and get all the ingredients that were maybe stagnant and floating you know, at the bottom. I want them to rise up and, and to make the spark in the eye grow brighter you know that is i think the greatest gift and when i've done performances i've been performing uh 20 years on the stage and when people come up to me afterwards and say they left the show and they were so inspired they want to go home now and play music or research these stories or get or study puppetry or learn, ask me if I will teach them, you know, but they, I can see that fire in the head, as it's called in Irish mythology, the fire in the head. When I see that, I know that I'm on the right track and this is why I do what I do. And for myself, what, what do I want to achieve in 10 years is to definitely, definitely debut this at least two marionette operas. Mm. 
I've been working on Rumpelstiltskin. It's, I'm carving the whole cast. It takes a while to do that because you can't just get actors. You have to carve them. <laughs> but I definitely want to debut two marionette operas and possibly be, have created a puppeteer company around this that can tour all around the world with a whole wagon of amazing puppeteers and artists and lighting people and sound technicians and, and be turning people on wherever we go. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's such a great purpose. And, and it's true that opera and puppets are like good, good combination. It's really interesting that you bring that. And I, I saw, um, it's, it's on YouTube, I cannot remember, but a giant puppet like singing opera. I think mm -hmm. it was in England, this kind oh. of research about giant puppet. And, and it, it's so interesting because the puppet it could be like really the, the good, when it's big, like to, to resonate the big voice. I don't know, I, I really get this. <laughs> yeah, you have this big giant basso yeah. profundo puppet on stage. Yeah, you can do amazing things with puppets and opera. And like I said, that Carl Orff Der Mond opera, the, the interesting thing was, was Carl Orff wrote this opera and it had three worlds, an upper world, an underworld, and then this middle plane. And people said, well, how, how are you going to stage this? This is impossible. You need a budget. We, can't, we cannot pull this off. And so he said, well, I'll, I'll do it with puppets then. <laughs> so he did the whole opera with puppets. And to this day, this opera still gets done, at least in Dusseldorf, at the Dusseldorf Marionetten Theater. And it's incredible what they're doing over there. It's really amazing. Yes, totally. And I want to also ask you, where do you see puppetry, like in the future? Our art, as you observe in your part of the world, has evolved. What do you see? What's coming next? Poof. That's a, that's a really deep question. Yeah. Yeah. That gets into like fortune telling. Yeah, but do you feel we, we are in an ascension? It's getting more popular? Yes. Yes. Definitely. You ask someone that question who maybe lives in the hinterland somewhere out there who's never heard of puppets, and of course they would say no. What? Puppets? That's not popular. What are you talking about? You're crazy, you know? But I've heard of this new thing that's, that's called the Puppet Podcast now. And that bespeaks of a popularity and an ascension of puppetry. You are making it happen over there. <laughs> I work on it. <laughs> you're, you're doing great work in making puppeteers and the art of puppetry become more known. So good on you and the Puppet Podcast team back there. I think it's definitely becoming popular. The new Dark Crystal has, has um, all practical puppetry effects in it. I think people are really tired of CGI. Mm. I, I don't know anyone. I've never talked to one person 
who has said they like CGI effects. <laughs> I, I just don't know those kinds of people. Everyone I know likes practical puppet effects when they see stuff in movies, something that actually is tangible and has texture and you can touch it and it comes across through the screen that this is a real thing that the actors are um, relating to. Yeah. And the new Dark Crystal being employed with all puppetry effects, they, they started a new thing called, I think it's called PGI, where it's like using CGI in the backgrounds because creating all the, um, all the background effects, all the landscape, having that be textural, real sets is very yeah. laborious. And so they're like, okay, well maybe we can have a marriage between these worlds and have some CGI in the background that's just artfully done, but all the main characters that we see are real puppets. And, yeah. and I think it, if, if it has to be that way, of course I would prefer all real, but if, if this evolution has to come to this point, I'm glad that the puppet arts are at the foreground, not in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's so communicative. It's such a, as you say, it's get through totally. Yeah, you can feel it. Yoda, the original Yoda from the original Star Wars trilogy, as a kid, Yoda was always my favorite character. And I, and I didn't realize that that was a puppet and that was Frank Oz doing that, you know, who's, who's one of the most amazing puppeteers in the yeah. world. I, I wasn't aware of that, but I could see that Yoda was a real being training Luke Skywalker there on Dagobah. And it, and it translated through the screen and everything that Yoda said, I took to heart. And to this day, I have a Yoda puppet. Well, you can't see it here, but he's a Yoda puppet back there in a place of honor. Yeah, that's so cool. And I want to see those characters as the, those one be, behind you. I think you have a lot of friends to show to the screen. Yeah, there's a few friends back there, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> what is this? You are, you are in a podcast. We are live online. <laughs> live? Online? That's my favorite. And who are you? Hmm? I'm I'm Caroline Bernier Dion, uh, a French Canadian who started this adventure of podcasting with puppetry. Mm, Caroline, nice to meet you. <laughs> and, and you, who who are you? Are you part of a show? Everyone wants to know my name. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you because I like you. My name is Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> yes, I am part of many shows, indeed. I've been waiting. Do you know how long I've been waiting? Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe a long time. 
hundreds of years for my own opera to tell my story, not the one you know, my background story. Where do I come from? Hmm? How did I get the power to spin straw into gold? Hmm. These questions are good questions, and we will tell you in 2023. You will be all set for the big show, isn't it? That's how much longer Dalrymple <laughs> told me I had to wait. He has to carve and write all the music. And <laughs> so meanwhile, I decided I would start a weekly riddle show where every week I give the audience a riddle. And if you get it, I say, mm, congratulations, Caroline, for solving last week's riddle. <laughs> Smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you do that online or in live? Oh, I do it online, on YouTube, and Instagram, Facebook. You can find riddles even on Dalrymple's website. Yeah, so everyone must tune in and, and be part of this too. Well, if you like riddles, do you? Yes. Would you like to hear one now? Oh, yes. Yes, please. Put on your thinking cap, okay? Yeah, I have the, the thinking glasses right here. <laughs> Very good. Makes me more intelligent. <clears throat> I washed my face in water that neither poured nor run and dried it on a towel that neither was woven nor spun. Hmm. Do you know? No. Uh, what happened if you don't know you you give your your uh your firstborn child to me please let me know when he or she comes <laughs> that's such a great thing you're you're such an amazing uh, character right there you have such a personality <laughs> you're so kind <laughs> i need to to put the the other uh thinking cap uh, to think more <laughs> <laughs> i like that second one <laughs> yay thank you so much little <laughs> I, and i can't wait to see the full opera we we will uh, stay tuned in to to see in, 2023. It's a long time to wait for the audience. Some things are worth waiting for, right? Yes. I'll make sure you have a ticket 
to the front row. Yay! Yes! <laughs> I will be a, a great clapper and laugher all the time. I'm I'm good audience too. <laughs> I knew it. So nice to meet you. Yes, yes. So keep doing the good work. Keep up doing the good work and, and rehearsal all of this thing. And I, we have come and William say great puppet and Carlos who tune in also. So you, you make some, some motion on the chat. That's great. <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so cool so yeah maybe we can have your puppeteer uh, back for the conclusion <laughs> Dalrymple you don't yeah. want to talk to me anymore <laughs> okay yeah, yeah the, we have William who asked uh, a question maybe you can answer it's are you made of wood wood yes i am made of wood wood is alive you know yes yes i think that's why you, your skin is so communicative we really feel really feel your character <laughs> thank you that's so interesting. And yes, wood is good for a puppet. That's so cool. Darimple, uh, thank you. We can really see the, the talent and also the storytelling. And you, you keep a crowd maybe scotch to your words on, on a show. Well, it's not really my words. It's, it's, it's his words. He just kind of goes off and... I'm just sort of in a daydream there. I'm not really sure. I was actually, I went to the bathroom while he was here talking to you. So I hope he didn't say anything too offensive. No, no, he was smart. I, it's me. I'm not that smart that in. I'm just like, oh. Well, sh shall I tell you the answer to the riddle? Yes. I did, I did overhear it. Okay. So water that neither pours nor runs is the morning dew. And the sun is what is the towel that is neither woven nor spun. So I washed my face in water that neither poured nor run, the morning dew, and I dried it on a towel that was neither woven nor spun, the sun. Oh, so cool. It's such like poetry at the same time that we we get into thinking and that's so cool it's it's really fun i've always loved riddles and when rumple told me that he was really into riddles i said well, well we should be friends because we have a lot to talk about you know do you know this one and for hours we were back and forth you know so i have a little book of all his and all of mine and so this is where we pull from every wednesday when we do rumple's riddles yeah so if people want to see more of you and and people congratulation you we have bray who say 
great congratulations about how you said so where we can see those uh those those things yeah and william get get the riddle too he, he put mm -hmm. the answer right there <laughs> so where we could see more of your stuff um well my website is is a great place of course just dalrymplemckelpin.com of course you have to be a really good speller to be able to spell my name but yeah, I think you can do it you can write he's right there so you you can print right, screen this right there or instagram is is a great place i put the riddles out on instagram but i think i'm going to just start only doing them on youtube and i'm creating another puppetry show called the poetry of potions with dorch and wild back here where she's going to be in her room with all her potion bottles, because she's sort of a witch, an alchemist, a study. She has a book growing out of her own head. I don't know if you can see this, oh, but uh -huh. all this knowledge coming out of her own head. And so she reads her book with her eyeball wand. And so she'll be she'll be doing the poetry of potions every every week. And that'll probably be starting around Halloween, just in time for Halloween. Oh. Great, great. So everyone stay tuned in to see that Halloween things with this wonderful character I think we will discover with you. And I just want to make mention of, of one thing before, I don't know if you're about to wrap it up perhaps. The one thing that really helped me get into puppetry, I guess yeah. this is sort of my, my plug for my friends over in Prague, in Czech Republic. If, if you out there are watching this and you want to get involved in puppetry and carve your own wooden marionette perchance, it's a great thing to do, I highly recommend it. There is a school in Prague, Puppets in Prague, just look that up alone, Puppets in Prague and you will find them. And Leah and Mirik are the teachers there, husband and wife. And they are just amazing in sharing their knowledge of puppetry and traditional Czech puppet carving. They are amazing people and they're even doing puppetry courses through Zoom now. Um, wow. You can carve a wooden puppet through the computer during COVID. And, and you can. I took the course in 2016 and I took it again this year because it was just online and I thought, well, I'm at home just, you know, doing stuff. I, I'll take that course again. I'm sure I'll, there's more things I can learn, you know? Yeah. And here I was over the computer showing Mirik, you know, a puppet I was working on. I, I want to give him um, eye, eye, um, eyelids. How do you carve eyelids? And on this puppet here, he was, he was telling me how to carve eyelids. And I was learning how to carve eyelids through the computer. Amazing wow. people. Yeah, that's such a good, good plug to have like wood carving and to have connections for all around, like it's it's great. So maybe we can put their address or their website below the interview if you have the chance after just copy paste and yeah. we will have maybe other people who are interested in that and, and have this course. Yeah. And of course, um, I saw you interviewed uh, Bernd a few, yeah. a few weeks ago. I'm studying with him right now in his puppetry masterclass. Oh yeah, carving a, a marionette in his course, and he he is amazing too. He is just an amazing teacher. He pro, he has this philosophical approach 
with puppetry, which is really refreshing and just an awesome soul. I want to meet him in person one day. Yes. Yes. I think it's, he's a wonderful human being and I get a blast on his interview too. too. I was a bit like also nervous because it's such a master. Yeah, he's a master. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Thank you so much, Darwimple, for your time and your good vibe. And you, you just send it to the world and it's really cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on the Puppet Podcast and, and for doing this. Yay, yay. Um, I will keep doing it and have wonderful puppeteer like you. So I will just push you out of the screen, but stay in the virtual studio with chat after. Okay. <laughs> That's my new thing to push the guests. So everyone, thank you so much for watching. And we, we have a blast to talk uh, about puppetry, about this passion that we share all over the world. And yeah, if you are curious about those workshops, those online, we have kind of a good network all around the Puppet Podcast. So I will just bring into the screen another time the Patreon, uh, this puppet building workshop that we do we want to do once a week uh, once a month a puppet building workshop and once a month more one about like online streaming uh, how to keep doing our job in this pandemic whatever some subject really on the the page so uh, have a look on that it's in the description just below the interview and yes, we will have plenty of other episodes. So next week we, we go to England and yeah, we have other connection coming. Some women also, we will put uh, women puppeteers in the front. So let's, let's stay in touch. Let's keep growing this wonderful community and uh, yeah, enjoy the passion of puppetry. So see you soon, everyone. And I will put my jingle because sometime I forget to put the wonderful jingle that we create. So everyone, good evening, good night. <laughs>